Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. Back again. After a couple of days off, it's good to get back again. Welcome in. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It is Thursday, October 5th. We're going to get your text in this hour. It's been a couple of days, so we'll fire that back up right now. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Did you imagine all four series would be sweeps? Of course, you know, we were running the wild card these last couple of days. And yesterday, the Phillies eliminated the Marlins. The Diamondbacks eliminated the Brewers. The Rangers knocked out the Rays. And the Twins beat the Blue Jays. All four series are sweeps. I thought we'd have some more baseball today. But you know how baseball is. Around this time, usually the best team gets the win. So best of three series, four sweeps. I'm sure MLB league headquarters were hoping for at least a couple of these series going the distance. I am sure they were sitting there thinking, please, can we just get a couple of these games to go the distance? So we got to wait till Saturday for baseball action, and that's fine. It's college football Saturday as well as we get closer to Marshall. Taking on NC State. We're going to have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So coming up today, we'll hear a little bit from Coach Huff. We've got him. We're going to talk to, in a few minutes, Ryan Chris from Marshall. Big promotion going on today. College soccer tonight, 6 p.m. in Hoops Family Field. The Marshall women are playing host to Old Dominion. So the push is... For a record crowd of at least 2,000 fans at tonight's match. So that's the goal. That's the push. Try to get 2,000 or more fans at the pitch to see the herd women play. That would be a record. So that's the push. We'll talk to Ryan. Of course, there are other things happening this weekend as well. So he's going to get us caught up on everything. That's coming up here tonight. We'll talk to him maybe in the next few minutes because they got to get this thing going at 6 o'clock they got to make this thing work, and hopefully they're going to get 2,000 or more. That will be really cool if they do. Michael Swan, I think he's doing a good job. Injuries have not helped the herd out this season, and when this team was healthy, I was pretty impressed with what they were looking like this year. So hopefully the women can get a push, and the crowd will be at least 2,000. That's not too much to ask for, is it, 2,000? I know there's a lot going on. Pumpkin Festival going on today. I actually got a chance to go see a little bit of the Pumpkin Festival today. And if you've done the Pumpkin Festival, it's more of that. Always good. Always fun. It was school day. So I got there early so I could get in this thing. And it was school day. So there were lines for all the food because kids like to eat. So hopefully... Here in the next few days, I can get back up there, and I hope to see you as well. But uh, Pumpkin Festival was fun so far, so that's going on as well. And, of course, we have volleyball coming up tomorrow for uh, 
Ari Agnes's squad. The game on Saturday, of course, we'll all be listening to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Texter writes in and says, there are plenty of things to enjoy this evening. Marshall Women's Soccer and Coach Huff Radio Show at Giovanni's. I agree with you. Those are a couple of cool things to do. The soccer match, get that thing up to 2,000 or more as far as the fans are concerned. That would be cool. And you could hang out at Giovanni's. I know it's October. Pumpkin Festival is going on. Maybe Coach Huff. We got some pumpkin spice something. I don't know. What's his stance on pumpkin spice? Somebody asked that tonight. That's a question I wouldn't ask normally in a presser, but you can ask that question. See if you can get that in. What's his stance on pumpkin spice? But, of course, the uh, Coach Huff radio show coming up tonight, and that is going to be at 7.05. We carry it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You can get more of those texts in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And since we're promoting things, Let's promote the fact that we've got, after the Coach Huff show tonight, we have got Thursday night football, Chicago at Washington. That's coming up tonight. Chicago at Washington. That's our Thursday night game to get everything started for the rest of the week. we got football all weekend long. And if you're going to be out and about tonight, get your radio. Take your radio with you. Get your streamer going. You know what to do. Go to our website. Get the app. You know what to do. Listen to the game today. If you're in the car, fire that radio up. Turn it on 930. If you're where if you're somewhere where you can pick up 930, turn it on 930. And I'll tell you why. Because in about less than a couple of weeks, 100 years, the anniversary of when this thing started is happening. 100 years. Can you imagine? An institution that has lasted 100 years? 100 years. 1923. That's old. And so if you're looking for history, that makes 930 WRVC the longest continually licensed radio station in West Virginia. It's 930 WRBC, longest continually licensed radio station. That means the license has been in service since 1923. And the radio station has been in service since 1923. And there's been a lot of martial history over the years. And that history, a great deal of it, has been broadcast in one form or another right here on 930 WRVC. So that's pretty special. So think about that. You know, you're listening to a radio station, if you're listening to 930, that has been around 100 years. You can't say anything around has been here that long. Not too many things. I haven't been around 100 years. Even Woody Woodrum hasn't been around 100 years. That's a lot of time, so we're pretty excited about that. A hundred years of service, and we look to make the hundredth anniversary year. It's like a year, a year-long celebration. We're just going to be talking about this for a year because that's that's pretty cool. That's a milestone. You don't get to that very often. 
If you get to 100, you did something right. So pretty cool, pretty cool thought there. As a side note, uh, that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Okay, the October 16th, 1923, that's when it all started. Let's get your text in. We'll do that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to get you caught up in all the things that are happening at Marshall University. we got Ryan Crisp, whose job is to let everyone know about all the things that are happening at Marshall University, so you know. So we'll talk to him here in a moment. We will also get your text in. All that's coming up when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back, Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, busy night tonight. We've got the Coach Off Show coming up 705 live from 20th Street Giovanni's. We've got Thursday night football coming up tonight. Take your radios with you. If you're going to go see the women play tonight at Hoops Family Field, take your radios with you. That way you can tune in to tonight's matchup between Chicago and Washington. Trying to get 2,000 or more fans. We're not settling for 2,000. We went more. And Ryan Crisp is joining us from Marshall Athletics to tell us a little bit more about that. 2,000 fans. Why'd we settle on that number? Why'd we circle 2,000, Ryan? You know, Paul, a, uh, a, a fan came to us and said that they wanted to help set the attendance record. Um, so Mr. Brad Wright came to us and said, hey, let, let's set the attendance record for women's soccer. We looked at the previous record, which was uh, just a little over 1,400. And I said, all right, 1,500 is the number. And he said, no, 2,000 is the number, and we're going to get it. Um, and so he's done a tremendous amount of work uh, for us on the outside of, of helping spread the word and, and helping get people uh, down to Hoops Family Field tonight and uh, you know, we did our part internally with our normal promotions and kind of how we how we how we how we do things. And so uh, the student group came together, the student body came together, our student athletes came together, uh, and then also the you know Bradley Wright and uh, his group and uh, really really uh, pushed strong to get 2,000 here. So that's the number we're going for. And uh, you know, we if if you're listening right now, come on down to Hoop Family Field, help us get there uh, with a strong push tonight. We're we're going to make it to 2,000, and it's going to be uh, it'll be a part of history. So 2,000-plus is the goal. Not 2,000, just 2,000-plus the goal to set the new record. A lot of student engagement. Um, how much hustle was that? Just I know how students are. We, we used to be students, so we know how we are. How much hustle? You know, that's the great thing about the Stampede and creating a student leadership group is that we give them the budget, we give them the resources they need, but then they take it from there and they run with it. Um, so Ben Westfall, the president of the Stampede, and Elijah Cameron, the events coordinator for the Stampede, uh, really just said, hey, we want to help with this. How can we help? What can we do? Um, and I said, you tell me what you need. And they came back and they said they wanted to do a student tailgate with free pizza. So we bought pizzas and, and they took it and ran with it from there. And they did all the promotion, all the graphics, all the spreading the word. Um, and so that's part of the, the future plans growing on that is where, you know, the Stampede group isn't run by someone in the athletic department that hasn't been in college in you know a few years and doesn't know what kids are looking for we want the the students to decide what what they want what makes them come out to games and so they did a great job with with taking it and running with it okay ben westfall the ben westfall the ben that's right the the ben westfall kids taking off on social media he's probably going to eventually have more followers than you and me combined that kid's all he's everywhere he's uh he's not afraid to voice his opinion he's not afraid to be creative and uh that's kind of what we like you know we like to 
uh, toe the line a little bit and, and try different things. We, we experiment always. It's one of our five E's is experimenting always, and he's not afraid to experiment and try things. And some things fans don't really appreciate and some things they do. So it's always good to try, though. So what do we got special for those who are in attendance tonight? I know how your department works. You just don't show up. There's always an incentive. Always an incentive. We got uh, lots of different promotions out. We kind of combine things in this game. And so the kids club game tonight, so anyone's a part of the kids club, they're coming for free. They're going to be a part of the festivities. They're getting a free promo item. uh, Thanks to Wendy's as they walk through the door. Uh, They're going to be a part of the high five tunnel. They're going to be a guest PA announcer. They're going to be playing the halftime games. They're going to be doing it all tonight. Uh, Also staff faculty appreciation, teacher appreciation. So if you're a local teacher, come on out. You'll get a little goodie bag as you walk into the, uh, into the venue uh, it includes some school supplies to help you and your classroom out. And, um, you know, other than that, the student athletes uh, coming out, we, the, we we have a little plan with them in terms of increasing the experience here tonight um, at the soccer stadium and really making it a really, really cool environment for everyone. So if you come out, I promise you, you'll enjoy the experience and um, you'll hop right into the experience. So that's the big one tonight. Michael Swan squad looking for 2000 or more you got volleyball tomorrow as well. I don't want to overlook that. Ari Agnes always puts on a show. Yeah, no, uh, volleyball team is so fun to watch. Volleyball is probably my favorite uh, fan experience we have currently, um, just with the um, the indoor setting, uh, the nature of the sport, and, and kind of what we've done with it. It's super fun to come out and watch. Uh, we got Kids Club out there this weekend as well for both of their games, and this whole week is mental health awareness, which is obviously very important to our department and our student-athletes um, and student-athletes across the world. And so uh, we're happy to partner with uh, Monica's message from Duke Athletics, um, a student-athlete that passed away. And so we're happy to partner with them on their messaging. And so um, you'll see our student-athletes wearing special shirts, shirts this week uh, for their games uh, for that message. So what is the message and then what's the practical application? Because I know that when you do these things, it just isn't lip service. Yeah, you know, the, the message is basically that you are not alone and you matter. Um, those are the two main things that uh, that they're trying to spread. Um, and also we have our Be Heard mental health um, people from university uh, with us this whole week that are at games. And so if you or you know someone that is uh, looking for help or just need someone to talk to or whatever it may be, um, they are front and center at our games all this week and always available. Uh, but they're, they're front and center at our games this week to show that, um, you know, there's somebody there for you and, you can get help. Now, I'm I'm curious. There, it sounds like they're always there. We're just we're putting them to the forefront this week. For sure, no. And our, our student athletes, um, you know, internally go through a program where they're always with them um, and always available, always at a touch of a button, right there. Um, this week, it's more of just a focus for the fan standpoint and and connecting our student athletes to you know we put a special out message out from. Uh, Bria on our volleyball team on social media this week about her personal story and what she's been through. Uh, very, very powerful message that she was willing to share with us. Um, and it just goes to show that, you know, even though you say maybe it doesn't affect you or you don't know anyone affects it, it may one day. And uh, it's a lot closer to home than maybe you even realize. Brian Crispus with us from Marshall Athletics. Very busy tonight, tomorrow, this weekend. I know football's off. When I say off, I mean they're not at the stadium. You're not off. Not at all. That's right. That's right. No, we, we never stop. That's the beauty of athletics is you can have one, two, five, sixteen events going on at one time and, and trying to make all the gears go. And, you know, our goal is obviously that when the fan comes, they don't know that that's going on behind the scenes and that they have the same experience regardless. So 
Um, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of, uh, fine tuning and just making sure everything's, everything's working up to its max ca- capability. But, uh, no, it's fun. We got men's soccer, um, here Saturday night as well. Number one team in the nation, undefeated, only soccer team undefeated. We, we are the only school in the country with an undefeated football and an undefeated men's soccer team. Um, and so just a super cool time to be a part of martial athletics and tickets are going fast for that game. I don't know if we'll reach a sellout. Uh, with, if with good weather, we might be able to get there. But um, if you're looking to come to a men's soccer game, I would highly advise you buy tickets early and in advance uh, for any game remaining. You kind of pushed the bar up a little bit. So what's a sellout now for men's soccer? Because it feels like Chris Grassy just prints tickets at his leisure and, and goes and finds seats and puts people anywhere he can figure out how to get them in there. No, that's exactly right. Right now, for men's soccer, we are at the uh, hands of the fire marshal. So when the fire marshal tells us to stop, is when we're going to stop. But we're going to keep pushing that needle and and seeing if we can squeeze more and more in every time that we get close to it. So um, until the fire marshal tells us to stop, we're going to keep squeezing people in. Now, I'm I'm going to ask. I hope you have the answer. I think you do. With with that many people at at the field, how are you handling it? So. It's not a mess. People are walking, flowing through. Everything is is coordinated. What are you doing to make sure that people might be turned off by a crowd, a large crowd? And, and I don't want to say it's such a small space, but compared to thirty thousand seats at Jones C. Edwards Stadium, we got a ways to go. You know, how are you handling all that? Just so fans know, all right, if I come to this thing, I'm not going to be just shoehorned in. It's going to be still a great experience. Yeah, no, any, anytime you're putting, you know, 3,000 plus people into our soccer stadium, you know, it's going to be tight. There's going to be a lot of people. You're going to be um, elbow to elbow. Uh, the main thing I can tell you is to, when you buy tickets to the game is to show up early. Show up when the gate's open, um, especially if you have a standing room only or a, or a general mission bleacher seat. Um, that way you can get your, your seat where you need it or you can stand where you want to be for the rest of the game because um, it is tight, um, you know, but – at the same time, the experience, I think, will take it take it over. Um, and with how good our soccer team is and our ability to score goals, um, you know, at the end of the day, when we're winning 4 nothing, it's going to be a good time regardless. Ryan Crisp is with us, Marshall Athletics. It starts tonight with the women's soccer match, 2,000-plus, trying to set the record. And then, of course, a very busy weekend of athletics and then – you bring the uh, you bring the thundering herd back home football wise in a couple of weeks, but that's not the uh, only thing you got going on. So, kind of a sneak peek if you, if you've got something coming up next week that maybe we should have on our radar a little early. Yeah, I think the the big thing we're working on right now is the uh, the, the Thursday night football game against JMU. Um, obviously, already on national television, either on ESPN or ESPN two, and uh, seven o'clock. Uh, both football teams are undefeated right now, so we'll see what happens when. When we get to that game, that both teams still have a couple games to play to get there. Um, so, as a football team, we're not trying to look ahead, but as a as a game day staff and as a marketing and engagement staff, we're obviously looking ahead and making sure we have everything ready to go. Um, you know, from from that game standpoint, it's obviously already a night game. Uh, if you've been to one of our football games or you paid attention on social media, um, you know we've made a, uh, a an investment in pyro. And so I would expect a uh, increase in firework display for that night being a night game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, You're reading my mind because I was going to ask you, because this this has come up several times, what's the budget for the pyro? What's the budget for the fireworks here? It feels like it's a bottomless pit. You know, it's not. Uh, the crazy thing is is that uh, we have made a connection with a local uh, fireworks specialist based out of Charleston. 
Um, and so our budget is actually less than it was last year on Pyro. Uh, we're just able to do a whole lot more because of the relationship we have, um, our investment for the long term uh, with him. And, uh, you know, we're opening up a baseball stadium in the spring, and I'm sure it'll be a great time to have some fireworks displays out there. So we have a few more events on the schedule. So our budget went down just due to the sheer number of events that we're going to give them. Uh, but, you know, a local connection that's really helping us out and uh, making a big difference for us on game day. Okay. And what do you prefer, the fire or the fireworks? What's your favorite? You know, I personally, I love the, the, the fire during the run out. I think that's unique and, and different than what we've ever done before. Uh, but the post-game fireworks show after a win, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Um, you know, after the second and third game, it was still light outside, so not as powerful. But that first game, when I don't think anyone was expecting the show um, at nighttime on Labor Day weekend, was, was quite quite a show. And you know, once we win this game next or two Thursdays from now, I, I bet it'll be the uh, the same type of show there, if not better. You know, it'd be really cool. I don't think it's in your budget, but you know, after a road win, there's a fireworks show at Jones Hewitt Stadium. Well, I appreciate you willing to pay for that, Paul. We'll we'll get that on the schedule, and I'll just uh, get your credit card from you, and we'll we'll make that happen. Hey, actually, um, send that invoice to Mike Kurtner, care of Kindred <laughs> Communications. See what happens. Just send that invoice to him. He owes me some cash. Go ahead, send that per, to him. Per Paul Swan. Per Paul invoice. Swan. Yes, per Paul Swan. Fireworks. Nighttime road games. Let's light it up. Just with a thanks. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, but... Pay, payment due upon receipt. Right, exactly. There you go. Make that happen. Just, you know, <laughs> you know what, invoice him and see what happens. If he pays for it, we got fireworks. That's right. You never know. Yeah, don't buy them yet. Just on the safe side. Don't buy them yet, but invoice him. See, <laughs> see what happens. He goes, oh, yeah, fireworks. Yeah, I signed off on that. Maybe he'll forget. No, we... Uh, fireworks are obviously an investment to, in our fan experience, and we're excited about that. Um, JMU games also are um, Heard Strong game, which is a cancer awareness initiative. Um, and so be on the lookout for what we're going to do there. Uh, we have a pretty cool uh, message going out. We want our Heard fans to help support us and, and share your story. If you or someone you love have been, has been affected by cancer, uh, we'll have an opportunity for you to share your story uh, for us to help promote cancer awareness, um, planning a cool initiative with uh, Marshall Health Network, and um, so it's just going to be a, a great platform um, to make sure that, uh, you know, cancer is a, a terrible disease that affects so many people across the country, but a lot of it can be, um, you know, caught and, and, and treated um, just with proper um, doctor visits and, and, and checkups and stuff like that. So just getting that message out and, and, and letting some people share their story um, about their battle with cancer um, is going to be a great thing. Ryan Crisp with us from Marshall Athletics. Uh, get everything going to this field right now. You got at least 30 minutes to get there for tonight's matchup. Marshall playing host to Old Dominion, looking for 2,000 plus, 2,000 plus fans, and I think we can get that done. So uh, good luck on that. I, I don't know why I'm wishing you good luck. It's going to happen. So let's just say congratulations. That's right. I appreciate it, Paul, and we'll see you next week. Ryan Chris, thanks, buddy. That's Ryan Chris, everyone. The Thundering Herd in action tonight, Old Dominion. That is coming up 6 o'clock. Hoops Family Field, 2,000 or more would be nice to set a record for the Thundering Herd. We'll hear from Coach Huff when we continue. we got his thoughts on a couple of items that we haven't got a chance to go over this week due to baseball coverage. So back in the saddle again, 
with football when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 304-396-0063 304-396-TALK. That's the text line to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Glad you have decided to be with me today. Let's get you caught up on all things Coach Huff. We haven't done that in a couple of days. So we got some ground to make up. We were talking about Cam Fancher. And now I drew some ire from some fans on Saturday, and maybe still to this day, because I didn't take the negative stance on Cam Fancher. Absolutely thought the kid balled, the kid came out and gave a gutty performance. Is he going to be perfect? No. Is he going to be Joe Montana? No. Is he going to even be Steve Young? No. He's not Steve Young. He's not Joe Montana. He's not Peyton Manning. Not Joe Burrow. Healthy Joe Burrow. But he's developing as a quarterback. And, you know, Marshall's offense is a run-first offense. It's a run offense. And I know that rubs a lot of Herd fans wrong. And I keep hearing this over and over. You know, we want to air raid. We want to throw it down deep. Yes, Randy Moss was wonderful at catching those deep balls. He's not here anymore. This is not the offense that Marshall has, Marshall runs. But I think Fancher is doing a fantastic job with what he is supposed to do. And he, he's doing a little bit more than just managing the, j- the job. That's, that's the best I got for you. But I asked Coach earlier this week about his performance, and now that you had a chance to just look at it, take it, take it not just in-game, but you know you've gone back, you've looked at it, you know, he talked about it, and he highlighted a couple of things as well that I thought he had some valid points on. Now, without Cam giving it his all, there could have been an extra score there, and that could have really shifted momentum. Instead, Cam showed that even when he makes mistakes, he can bounce right back. Coach explained a little bit better. Biggest thing for me, I don't know if you remember the Virginia Tech game, um, you know, in the opening drive, he threw the pick to the Tyrannosaurus Rex of a linebacker that they had. Um, and it kind of rattled him. You know, he, he didn't really kind of get back on, um, you know, on Kilder. It wasn't like he was all, but he didn't, he, it kind of hurt him. It bothered him. He doesn't like turning the ball over. One of the things that he came into the season wanting to do was take care of the ball. Um, he had did that up until, you know, that point, and it was kind of rattled him. Um, Saturday, he went down, he turned it over, and he came right back and made a play. Um, and that, that's the kind of growth that you like to see. Sometimes, I mean, as the quarterback gets way too much praise, way too much credit. We know that. Um, but sometimes you like to see – you always talk about how does the O-line respond when they give up a sack or how does the running back respond when he gets tackled in the backfield or receiver respond when he drops the ball. Well, how does the, the quarterback respond when he doesn't do great? Um, and, and I thought Saturday he responded really well. Um, I thought there were two plays the whole day that, you know, if he could have back, he would have back the one interception – um, and then the one where he's geared to throw the ball to Ali and he realizes he's a little deep, he probably holds on a little too long, um, and we get the, uh, the lateral. Now, off of that, we get the lateral, and he makes an unbelievable effort play. And that, that's, that's, our, that's who we are. The effort is non-negotiable. The execution, the consistency, the details, we work on that. you got to bring the effort every day. So he could have threw that ball in the dirt and put his head down 
And, you know, whoa, it's me. Nope. He got on his horse. He set his angle. He got the guy on the ground. Three plays later, we get a touchdown. So those are the things that, you know, you may not see on the stat sheet, but us evaluating every position, especially the quarterback, those are the things you got to say. He's going to have some issues. He's going to make another mistake. I know everyone thinks he should play perfect. Quarterback is the only position and head coach that people think should be perfect. It's not, it's not the reality of it. Um, you know, I told him I made a mistake in the game. We had a play called, and we were kind of trying to get him to jump off sides. And the clock was running down. And in that moment, I didn't want to burn another timeout in order to save five yards. So I probably should have called timeout, or we probably should have just ran the play instead of trying to get him off sides. We, we all make mistakes. But how do you respond from those mistakes? Cam went down, tackled the guy. Three plays later, Eli Austin probably makes the play of the season so far. Um, but if Cam doesn't get that guy on the ground, they get a touchdown, and who knows how the momentum may swing. Um, so I thought how he responded you know, to even some of the good stuff he did um, was, was really good. He gave us a lot of courage that, hey, we can let him play free. We know he can bounce back. Gave his teammates a lot of courage that, hey, even if this guy makes a mistake, he's going to bounce back. So Coach is a little bit more positive on Cam Fancher than maybe some of you are. That's his quarterback until further notice, and we'll see – how further along he is when Marshall plays NC State on Saturday. Now, a question came up about some of the struggles on offense, and Coach Huff went back and kind of highlighted to us that he pointed a few things out. He He's keeping receipts. Not He's not keeping big receipts, but he's keeping receipts, as he pointed out, that he does talk about how these things are going to play out in the game. These guys are good on defense, man. I, I try not to stand up here and give you guys nonsense. I tell you guys every week, okay? Albany, their film looked better than it did last year. Told you guys that. ECU, their scheme stresses you a little bit because they're moving, they're slanting. You can't really come off the ball because this guy's moving, right? Uh, who do we play after that? Virginia Tech, Power 5 school. It's going to be hard to move those guys. Uh, ODU. Scheme-wise, puts you in a tough position because you got to make a decision. Do we cover the pass? Do we cover the run? These guys, real. Tony Gibson has been there for a long time. Obviously, you know, he's been here in this state. Um, had really good defense at West Virginia. Um, they, they're, they're real. Nobody, nobody has run the ball on them. Nobody. Notre Dame split one out because the kid slipped in the rain, and I'm still wondering if he slipped or if it was just the luck of the Irish. But – it's hard to run the ball on these guys. So we got to be creative. You know, we got to be creative. You still got to try to run the ball. You still got to manage the clock. You still got to try to run your offense. Um, but, I mean, they're committed to stopping the run, which is good. Uh, you know, if you look at us last year, we were committed to stopping the run. Um, but we've got to come up with ways, formations. We've got to come up with ways to try to create advantages. And our guys are going to have to play well. This is not the game where you can have four guys making a block and one guy not. Um, this is not the game where you can have – you know, be on an edge where you can, you know, not have your hands in the right place. We have to play well. And they understand that. Um, but I don't want, you know, the herd fans going down there thinking it's going to be, you know, jolly, jolly everybody. No, it's going to be grit, grind. It's going to be grit. It's going to be grind. And hopefully we have enough consistency in our execution that over time we're able to say we ran the ball efficiently. What that looks like on the stat sheet, I don't know. We're a run, we're a run team, so we have to run the ball. But we're not going to be – 350 yards rushing, you know, and hey, everybody get back on the plane, everybody's smiling. It's going to be a grit and grind. It's going to be managing, you know, first and second down, managing, you know, efficiency, getting the third down and being efficient, starting it over again. 
Um, and, and that's what it's going to take. Now, don't get me wrong. Rasheen Ali is a good running back. But when the teams commit to stop the run, you got to find other ways to run the ball, move the ball, and be efficient. And one final cut from Coach Huff today. Question was asked about starting fast, getting the team going in the right direction early on. Marshall seems to have to always come back from behind. Thundering Herd's undefeated, but they've had to do it from come-from-behind fashion. That eventually is going to catch up with Thundering Herd, but Coach did highlight a little bit about what starting fast means and why the Thundering Herd needs to. Yeah, you know, I've said it for the last three weeks. I mean, maybe I'm, like, cursing us. Um, you know, you got to start fast. And starting fast doesn't mean you go down on the first drive and score a touchdown. Or starting fast doesn't mean that you come out on the first drive of defense and you three and out them. What it means is you go back to your tendencies, your, your tips, your reminders, the fundamental things that you left the locker room talking about what we were going to do. We haven't done that. The second play of the game goes 60-some-odd yards. Well, we didn't talk about that in the locker room. The first drive, we move the ball down the field efficiently, we turn it over. So those are the things we can't do. It doesn't mean we have to come out and throw one play touchdown, everybody's excited. But what we've got to do, if we say, hey, we're going to make sure we do fundamentally, uh, we're fundamentally sound, we're taking care of the ball, we're executing, great. We may drive down the field and get three. We may drive down the field 12 plays and punt. But what we've done is we've come out, we started fast with the things we can control. Defensively, we may go six, seven, eight, nine, ten plays and make them punt, or six, seven, eight, nine, ten plays and force a field goal. But to me, that's starting fast. It just doesn't mean scoring. What we have not done in the last couple of games is start fast. Flip it around, you know, last week against Virginia Tech, we throw a pick on the first drive. That's not starting fast. So we've got to start fast, meaning we've got to leave the locker room and hit the field and execute the things that we say we're going to execute. Because those are the things you talk about all week. And that doesn't mean, hey, we're throwing the first play, you know, 80 yards. That means, hey, come out, we got to get good footwork, good hands, good hat placement. we got to finish our blocks. we got to make good reads. Defensively, we got to get lined up. We got to tackle the ball when we get to us. We got to make sure we're making the right adjustments, the right uh, calls, all of those things. That's kind of what starting fast means. Um, and we haven't done that. And luckily, we've been able to rebound. I think that's probably um, a bigger trait of our team than how fast we start is our ability to be resilient and rebound. Um, but you, you can't keep spotting teams 18, 14, 7, 10. Um, that's just not sustainable. Um, and, and, and not that our guys are going out there trying to do that, but that's the place we've been putting ourselves in, and we've got to kind of find a way not to. All right. That's what Coach Huff had to say this week as we get closer to Marshall and NC State game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll get some of your text in when we continue. More coming up today. It's the drive for Thursday, October 5th. And you're listening to ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Coming up tomorrow, we've got a busy night of sports high school football across the tri-state. Huntington High will be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 as the Highlanders will play host to Woodrow Wilson. We kick it off at 730. You can watch the video stream on our Facebook page and our website at WRVC.com or you can just listen to the radio feed right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Busy night tomorrow as well. The Midland Knights taking on Musselman Friday. It will be Ashland and Boyd County Friday as well. So 
busy night tomorrow night. We've got all the high school football action you can handle right here on our family of Kendrick Communications stations. And, of course, Saturday is the big college football day because we got the herd in NC State. We even got a top 20 matchup between Kentucky and Georgia on our sister station, Cat Sports, in 93-3 and 1340. So a lot of Kentucky, a lot of Marshall, a lot of excitement. We got you covered. So uh, looking forward to it. And, of course, uh, NFL Sunday, can the Bengals beat Arizona? That's the big challenge. Can the Bengals beat Arizona? We got you covered with that one. We'll go on the air about 2.30 on Sunday. 4.05 will be first kick. So busy weekend, as I mentioned. Looking forward to it. Kicking back, especially on Sunday. Especially since the Bengals have got the late one. That's that's perfect. I'm good. That works out. That I don't know how that works in your day, how you plan your day, but 405 football, I can get a lot of things done before the game. Sit down at 4 o'clock and just tell the world, okay, leave me alone for a few hours. I got the Bengals. Hopefully Joe Burrow is feeling a little bit better. Hopefully we get a little bit more of a push from the offensive line to protect him. And let's see if the Bengals can turn this thing around. I want to be optimistic. They're 1-3. and three. I'm trying to be optimistic. Is it working? Is it working? Is my optimism working? Probably not. It's okay. I'm used to this. 1-3, been here. We've done that before. But don't forget, we've got the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 9.30. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank my guest, Ryan Chris, for coming on the show earlier today and getting us caught up on everything. We'll get back to a normal schedule with him next week, him or Sidney Shelton. We'll do that on Wednesday next week. So I'm looking forward to it as we're getting closer to game day Saturday. The Herd on the road, first of two on the road. Before that home matchup against, I'm sorry, against JMU. Should be, hopefully, a matchup between two undefeated teams. I don't want to jinx it. And I know Coach would be yelling rat poison right now. I mean, talking about Marshall JMU, and he's probably looking at his phone, about ready to shoot off rat poison at me. Hey, that's what I think the Sun Belt wants. National television audience, Marshall JMU, JMU undefeated, Marshall undefeated. If Marshall can get a win against NC State, that's going to stand out as well. Yes, I know NC State's not NC State of old. I'll take the win. I don't care. I absolutely don't care. I don't care that NC State lost to Louisville. I don't care. I absolutely don't. I don't care that NC State isn't the NC State of old. Not a bother at all to me. I I totally don't have a real concern there. I do have a concern that the Thundering Herd can get the job done. That's, That's the concern, and that's what I hope happens for Marshall, that they can get the job done against NC State. Don't care, though. I don't care how good they are, how bad they are. I will take the win. They're 3-2. and two. They're 1-1 one one in the ACC. 
I don't care about that 13-10 loss to the Louisville back on Friday, September 29th. I don't care. Absolutely don't. That's not what I'm playing for here. Playing for the win. And that's going to do it for this edition. We're out of time. Thank you. I will be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night, everyone. WS Huntington. This is 930 WRBC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.